This is Polyphonic Press, the podcast where two music fans pick a classic album completely at random. Using the patented random album generator, they are given an album to review from a curated list of over 1,000 classic releases, spanning multiple genres. And now onto the show. Here are your hosts, Jeremy Boyd and John Van Dyke. Hey, welcome to Polyphonic Press. I'm Jeremy Boyd. And I'm John Van Dyke. And uh, let's not waste any time. We've got the patented random album generator right in front of us here. Uh, so let's hit the button and see what album we're going to be listening to this week. And the album we're going to be listening to is United States of America, the United States of America. Okay. I have no idea. This is what it says on allmusic.com. So, originally released on Columbia Records in 1968, the United States of America is one of the legendary pure psychedelic space records. Some of the harder rocking tunes have a fun house recklessness that recalls aspects of early Pink Floyd and the Velvet Underground at their freakiest. The sedate exquisitely orchestrated ballads especially cloud song and the wonderfully titled love song for the dead shay uh, are among the best relics of dreamy psychedelia occasionally things get too excessive and self-conscious and the attempts at comedy are a bit flat but otherwise this is a classic so okay i guess this is their only album yeah so they were only around for one year um this is their only album uh released on the 6th of march 1968 released on cbs records and hollywood records and oh uh, recorded in cbs studios and hollywood uh released on columbia records uh genres are psychedelic rock art rock experimental rock psychedelic pop and electronic rock so if you're listening along with us the album starts with there's the uh, side one ends starts with the American metaphysical circus and ends with uh, I won't leave my wooden wife for you sugar uh, so if you're listening along that's where we'll um, stop uh, halfway through and uh, discuss but uh, oops but anyway without further ado here we go here's the first song on the album called The American Metaphysical Circus. Oh, here we go. Okay, <clears throat> ending the first side of the album with I Won't Leave My Wooden Wife For You Sugar. <laughs> yeah, th- uh, this is interesting. Um... It's not the best album that I've heard from this era, from this genre. No, it's not. There's a couple of gems, but a lot of it is uh, hippy-dippy, trippy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I found... Uh, well, actually, I do recognize uh, The Garden of Earthly Delights, and I won't leave my wooden wife for sugar. Like, the instant you said that title, it's a thing clicked in my head um, that, oh kind of am familiar with this band it's probably turned up some somewhere on like a nuggets collection or something like that um not 
strictly, but I heard the name. I knew that the name the United States of America was used as a band, but I got them confused with America. So that's where that got twisted in my head. Um, but yeah, um, first couple ones are, they're a little far out even for me, and I listen to some pretty far out stuff while I listen to stuff like this. <laughs> but I did like the Garden of Earthly Delights. I thought that was a really cool song. Yeah, I I like that as well. Um yeah, it was good. The I was noticing that in the last song, I won't leave like the idea of early electronic music popped yes. into my head and uh I I won't leave my wooden wife free sugar. That one it's it's almost like it's an early a very very early version of like sampling uh like different sounds and piecing them together i there were sounds like coming in and out it's it's a very very early example of of something like that but yeah i agree there's some pretty far out stuff here uh there's like hard coming love i thought that was a pretty good song and yeah i the garden of earthly delights was good too uh, but yeah, the other stuff is pretty out there. Well, it's not, it's not even that it's out there. It's just, there's, I think there's just better stuff from this era. Oh yeah. You know, there, it's just, it's kind of falling a little flat. It's like the early Pink Floyd is better than this. Like the Velvet oh, Underground, yeah. the bins that they were mentioned in the description. Um, and so it's like. I could listen to this or I could just go listen to those bands, you know, and they're doing it a lot better or, you know, it's like they're trying, but they're not quite there. Well, which is why songs like, uh, you know, there's like a couple of songs here that have appeared on other collections where, you know, it would take someone who's going to listen through all the, you know, whoop-de-doo and all those other trippy noises and whatever and, to uh, you know, get the few gems and compile them on another thing, and that's why I like the. Uh, um, well, that's one reason why I like the uh, Nuggets collections because they basically take the cream of the crop of stuff that. Okay, these are bands that you don't necessarily want to sit through an entire album for, but here's the good stuff that we found, and they're not even necessarily hits or singles, like they're just the good songs from these albums. Yeah, I agree. And you know, it's it's um it's it is tough to to sit through a lot of the stuff from this era cuz it's a lot of it is I mean, which is great. I mean, it's great that people were starting to experiment with with rock and roll and pushing the limits of what music could be at this time and sort of just basically throwing everything at the wall and seeing what stuck. And and you know, out of that we got some really great stuff, like like Jimi Hendrix putting that much distortion on a guitar hadn't really done be- been done before. Um, like the sort of jammy stuff that came out of like the Grateful Dead and and the Allman Brothers, and a lot of like the weird sounds that that the like a, a lot of like the Moog synthesizer sounds that were starting to happen and 
experimenting with that. And then in the seventies, there was a lot of really interesting stuff being done with that. So there was a lot of cool stuff that came out of it, but there was also a lot of stuff that just went nowhere. You had to throw a lot of crap at the wall for some form of it to stick. Yeah. That's sort of like, this is sort of an example of a lot of stuff. I mean, you know, look, credit to them. They, they were early adopters of like, of electronic music. And like, I think they should be recognized for that for sure. Like, I don't want to take anything away from them for experimenting with, with, with that. And I'll obviously, I was just reading a little bit and they were considered pioneers in, in that sort of space. Um, you know, but a lot of the times the first person or band or artist or whatever to do something isn't always the best one to do it. It's just that they're recognized as the first ones. And so, yes, they should be recognized for being the first ones to, to branch out, but it doesn't quite work. You know, and then a few years later we had craft work, uh, you know, doing doing some stuff. So... Yes, they should be recognized for that, but it's not it's not the best. The first, but not the best. Yeah, um, it's true. Being the first means you, you're definitely an innovator, but it generally takes somebody else to come along to do it better. And they're an innovator too, because they did it better. Exactly. But uh, anyway, we'll uh, move on to the, uh, the second side of the album. And it starts off with the song, uh, Where Is My Yesterday, or Where Is Yesterday? I'm really hoping there's a few more really good gems in here. Yeah, me too. So uh, here we go with that. Uh, so the ending of the album with The American Way of Love, Part 1, Metaphor for an Old Man, Part 2, California Good Time, Music, and Part 3, Love is All. Yep, that's a long one. I don't know what else to say. I mean, yeah, it's the same as the first side. I mean, there was a good song here and there, but overall it's still that pretty out there kind of stuff and not in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of feel the same way. I mean, I liked the song coming down. It was another one I recognized. Um, I heard it before. Um, and again, it was selected on another compilation somewhere because it was one of the good songs, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff that was a little strange. Yeah. That's one way of putting it. Yeah. That last one started out pretty good. Uh, they had a good groove to it, the American way of love. But then it got very, very weird. And I mean, that's a perfect song, really, to end the album because that's yeah, it kind of had little bits of everything in it. Basically, if you want to know what this album is about, all you have to do is listen to the last song because there's some really good parts in there, and then there's some really weird stuff in there, and. Yeah, it's you know honestly it's a shame that they they only they were only around for a year because I actually do think that they this could have been something like like if they made like three albums I think maybe their third album would have been really good could have been yeah even the second one might have been all right 
the second one would have been better and then the, i think the third one would have been amazing and so it's a shame that we only get this one album and we have to judge the whole band just on this one album like i said respect them for what they're trying to do they're do, trying to do something different or at least different for the time but yeah it's just there are other bands doing better stuff um and it's just it's just too weird it's just too too out there even for us it's it's and i can take weird if it's if it's making a statement or if it's about something or if it's going somewhere if there's some but this is kind of just like weird for the sake of being weird i think it was just mostly because like i can handle some of the weird but it was a little too chaotic that's the word yeah yeah it was a little bit too much at once and things on top of other things and and the things on top of other things were all different weirds um yeah it was just a little bit too much at once in 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 certain parts um but again, some some of the other parts were actually quite good. Um, if I found this record somewhere, I'd probably buy it. If I saw it somewhere, just to have it. There's there's a, there's enough good stuff on here that I think is worth having the record. Um, would I listen to it again? Well, I guess so. Um, well, okay. Would you would you listen to the whole thing again? Probably a couple of times. Um, yeah, maybe I'm just missing something, but for the most part, I think it it's just for the the few songs that I really like that I'd want. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's an interesting like sort of snapshot of history. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's like a it's it's a it's a pivotal moment in 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 the way that music is thought of, I suppose. Like experimenting with the electronic stuff, that's really cool. For me, would I listen to it again? Um, probably not. Probably not. I would say I would listen to the songs that I like from it for sure. Like I would pick out those songs. But I, I'm, I'm glad I heard it, um, and and I'm glad I learned about you know the history of and where and the influence that this album had on on um, future uh, artists experimenting with with different uh electronic stuff and and everything like that but uh, for me to to sit down and listen to this not for you know for the purpose of the podcast but just to listen to just you know for pleasure uh i would say probably not i I would probably pick out you know the three or four songs that i actually like and and listen to those again but i don't think i'd listen to the whole album again okay yeah no that's fair um yeah it's uh it's just one of those things like uh another reason I always like those uh nuggets collections is that when you discover a band that you like you can then look up the album and see if you actually like everything else on it. Again, it's it's interesting, but yeah, it's it's not the best example of psychedelic rock, but it's a very definitely an interesting and maybe poignant or maybe not poignant, poignant's not the word, pivotal, I guess piece of psychedelic music but yeah there's stuff like uh love's forever changes which is just a perfect album as far as i'm concerned uh, there's hits and misses and this one's a bit of a miss but there's uh again there's some few good stuff on it so yeah yeah no i i agree um 
so yeah i guess we will end the episode there uh thank you so much for listening if you made it this far uh we actually want to hear from you uh so if you you share your opinion with us you can do that um send us an email at uh, polyphonicpressmusic at gmail.com uh, you can uh, check out our website as well. Uh, get all the episodes are there. Uh, oh, you can listen to all the uh, the other episodes that we've done. And you can uh, help us out on Patreon if you feel inclined. Uh, go to patreon.com slash polyphonicpress. And uh, I think that's pretty much it. I'm Jeremy Boyd. And I'm John Van Dyke. Take it easy. Take it easy.